Welcome to the Clear Admit MBA Admissions Podcast. I'm Graham Richmond, and this is your Wiretaps for Monday, January 8th, 2024. I'm joined by Alex Brown from Cornwall, England. Alex, how are things going this week? Very good. Thank you, Graham. So your year is off to a, a decent start? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far, it's, I'm into day three of this year. And <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're, we're recording this a couple of days ahead, but um, so far, so good. Yeah. And what do we have to look forward to this week? Because I know last week there was just this flood of deadlines, but there's still more this week, right, for round two applications. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, last week, like you say, there's probably about 20 top schools had deadlines. This week, you've got Tepper, Goizada, Keenan, Flagler, um, Cambridge, Cambridge Judge, Fuqua, ISE, Kellogg, and Johnson are among the schools, and Ross, actually, among the schools with deadlines. And we still haven't talked about the perennial Lager, um, Sloan, and, and Stern. They're, they're the following week. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're yeah, like 18th or I don't remember when it is, but yeah, it's yeah. later. Yeah. Um, smart on their part, I would say. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it is interesting though. You see this kind of tiering of schools almost with the, yeah. you know, round, the first week seemed like it was the M7 mostly yeah. with the exception of obviously Sloan and Kellogg, but yeah, just interesting. Um, yeah. So we, um, we don't have any, I guess, well, one thing I wanted to mention is that tomorrow uh, we have an event. Um, so tomorrow, January 9th at noon Eastern, we're doing a special event with Carnegie Mellon Tepper. It's a webinar that's about their master's in business analytics. So this is a specialized master's program. You can sign up to attend that at bit.ly forward slash CMU analytics, all one word, all lowercase. Um, so that's the first event. And then we've got another event coming up later in the month. It's a real humans event, which I've been talking about the last couple of weeks here. Um, that's on January 24th from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. So that's a nighttime event for you uh, folks tuning in in the U.S. Uh, you can sign up at bit.ly forward slash CA Real Humans. And I do know that we're going to have students from uh, Tuck, from Stern, uh, Georgetown, and Foster. At least that's what's been confirmed so far. There may be more than that, but that's where we are at this point. So those are always fun. They're kind of asked me anything with current students. Super helpful if you're interested in any of those schools. Uh, and then obviously in February, we'll have a bunch of events around deferred enrollment and master's in management. So stay tuned for all that. We'll, we'll get to that later though. Um, but yeah, getting back into the swing of things with the events. So <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. And obviously in February, we'll have a Clear Admit um, plus um, conversation, Q&A, whatever you yes, want to call it. that'll be yeah. February 5th, I think, right? Is that what we said? I think so. Yeah, we're yeah. going to go the Monday, first yeah. Monday of the month. Yeah, so we'll do that. That's always at noon Eastern. Uh, the other thing, over on the website, we did run some admissions tips that I think are really timely if you're one of those candidates that's racing to get in some apps this week. So one of the admissions tips was about essay polishing. And this is like, if you have your final, you know, you're about to hit submit and you want to just do one more kind of read through, um, it's a set of tips on like what to look for and how to kind of just finalize everything. So that, that was useful. Definitely read that if you're in that <laughs> late stage of getting apps in. And then the other thing... Can't, can't they just put it into chat GPT, Graham, and ask it for a criticism? <laughs> I guess they could. It? Yeah, <laughs> they that's could, what maybe. I would do. Yeah, it might help to, to if they're trying to. Well, that brings me to the next tip, which is about word counts, right? So I guarantee you that ChatGPT could probably take, you know, a, an essay that's like, you know, 20 words over the limit and help kind of bring it down to size. Um, but we have a whole tip on how to deal with word counts. And, you know, there, there are some, obviously, we often say plus or minus five or plus or minus 10%. I mean, there's, there's all these different um, rules, quote, that are out there. And then there are all the caveats, like when a school gives you a word range or a page limit or when their online application actually trumps 
truncates the essay at a certain number of words. So read that if you're kind of grappling with word count issues. Um, should be very useful. Um, Alex, I know that I I had said we were kind of done with real human stuff um, for the students, but we actually had two more that ran last week. Um, one was from students at Yale SOM. I think we caught up with like six students there. Or I can't remember. So like four or six, one or the other. Um, and I want to actually share a quote. So one of the women that we caught up with, who's a first year at Yale, her name's Eliza. And she just, you know, we always ask them, hey, any advice that you have um, for traveling through the application process? And I thought you would love this, Alex. She says, the most valuable thing I did during my application process. Listen to wiretaps. <laughs> no, no, that, <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> she said, the most valuable thing I did during my application process was spending time, one, getting to know myself, like my reasons for wanting an MBA and for wanting to pursue this career path, and two, getting to know the different MBA programs. This meant a lot more introspection than I expected and talking with friends, family, and recommenders about my goals and values. It also meant speaking with many current students and recent alums to understand what their experience was at different programs. So that sounds like pretty good advice. I mean, we always talk about that, right? It's all about fit. Yeah. And that's outstanding. Yes. Yeah. And that's probably why she got in. I mean, she, you know, obviously did a lot of homework. Sorry, I was just eating a bit of Christmas cake because you asked me that question. I thought I could sneak a bit in while she were talking. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Well, tis the season. Uh, the other one that we did is we had a real humans from Berkeley Haas. Um, and there, you know, again, we caught up with a whole bunch of students, but I wanted to share a quote from Isaiah, who's a first year at Haas. And his quote is only about essays. And I thought this was good. He said, allow yourself to write freely when brainstorming ideas in the early stages of crafting your essays. Don't place limits on yourself by feeling like you have to have the foundation of your essay written the first time you sit down to write. Enjoy the process. Allow yourself to be creative when structuring your story in a way that is truly authentic to you. Your story is unique and interesting, so it helps to find anecdotes from your life that are meaningful to you and can speak to the type of person you are and aspire to become. The essay writing experience can be somewhat of a therapeutic exercise if you allow yourself to embrace the journey and not be solely focused on the end result. I thought that last line, Alex, was particularly useful and, yeah. again, something we talk about. Yeah, no, really nice um, approach. And I think we talk about this, you know, also from time to time that the MBA application process is actually a really good sort of um, reflection on where you are in your career and your life and your goals and your plans and what you want to do. So independent of just getting into the MBA program of choice, it's a really good sort of mechanism for, for, for that, like they said, deep introspection and so on and so right. forth, which yeah. it, I think is valuable for everybody to go through at some point in their, their career, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I just thought it was both Eliza and Isaiah were pretty eloquent. And, and you know, I guess it makes, you know, no surprise they're right there at some of these top MBA programs and they got in. So, um, but good advice. Uh, other thing, Alex, you know, I got to say, we didn't get any... Um, we didn't get any reviews or we kind of got coal in our Christmas stockings almost like we didn't get no, no letters or so I'm, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and say that they were busy with the holidays. But, you know, if you want to reach out to Alex and I, you can write to info at clearadmit.com, use the subject line wiretaps, or obviously you can leave reviews on Apple podcasts, or you can rate the show across almost any platform, um, including Spotify, where I know a lot of you are listening. So please give us a rating or review if you can. Um, and maybe that's your New Year's resolution. If you're a regular listener of the show <laughs> do, do you know um, yeah. people are still listening graham have you checked the stats I, maybe that's yeah. the problem 
<laughs> Actually, I did look and people are definitely listening. So even like, I mean, we run the last couple episodes were on Christmas Day and New Year's Day because that's yeah. when we run them on Mondays and people tuned in. So I don't know what Damn. that says about <laughs> about those people, but you know, hey, you know, um, so there you go. So other than that, you've picked out two Applywire entries and one decision wire entry that's kind of a doozy um, for this week. So should we move on and talk about those? Yes, let's kick on. All right, so this is Wiretaps candidate number one. Our first candidate is looking to start in the fall of 24, and they have five schools on their target list. Those schools are Berkeley, Columbia, INSEAD, Chicago Booth, and UCLA. Uh, This person's been working at Amazon before business school, uh, and they want to get into either consulting or tech. Um, The companies that they name as Targets are Bain, BCG, McKinsey, and then Apple and Google. Uh, They have a GMAT score of 730. Their GPA is a 2.5, and they've been working for seven years. They are located, obviously, in in Seattle, since they're working for Amazon there. Alex, you know, you went back and forth with this candidate, and I know you and I both initially were like, "Uh uh-oh, that GPA is a little low, especially for this group of target schools. But what what do you make of this candidacy? Because on the surface, you've got, you know, seven years at Amazon. Sounds pretty impressive, right? But what, what do you make of this? Yeah, I'm guessing that their work experience has evolved and is is is, is strong, right? Like like just making that assumption. Mm-hmm. You know, they they worked in in people management, then they moved into sort of operations, mm-hmm. um, at, um, operations management and strategic planning at Amazon, which which sounds sounds pretty good. And yeah, I mean the 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 GMAT. Whilst it might not stand out at the very very top schools, it's still a blood. Well, excuse me, it's still a <laughs> terrific score, right? Yeah. So, so so they're smart, but this GPA is really completely at the other end of the spectrum, right? So if the seven thirty really shows that, yeah, they they are um, um, super smart. A 2.5 GPA does not show that. Um, and, you know, some would argue that actually the, the GPA is m- more indicative of success than, than, than a standardized test. I, I, I'm sure others argue the other way around. But it's, it's, it's a reflection of four years of academic study and so forth. Yeah. Now, they had um, mental health issues, um, which they, they fully sort of embraced or, 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 or disclosed in our conversation. Um, so, so seemingly they're a mitigating circumstance, and it does look like you know they've had good success at work since they've really done done a very strong um, GMAT test and so on and so forth. So it it sounds like whatever the issues were, they've been able to overcome them and sort of um, are on the on the right track. Um, but if I'm Adcom, I probably would like to see some verification of that in in terms of some more recent coursework that sort of shows um, that one that yeah they're they're ready um, for what will be a rigorous first quarter of the MBA program Um, and and two just shows a a little bit of sort of self-awareness on their part that a 2.5 is a real big hole to overcome regardless of the the mitigating circumstance um, and so forth. So they're they're certainly going to need to tackle optional essays for each of the schools that they apply um, and be very upfront about this GPA. Don't try to bury it under the 730 GMAT because it's right there front and centre. So how they tackle that will be interesting. Um, Obviously, getting a a strong GMAT helps, um, but but again, I think they, they could 
take some additional steps. I know that they talk about their long-term goal. I mean, their goals are in consulting and technology. Their long-term goal, I assume, is technology in the healthcare, uh, mental health space, um, because they talk about that's something that they're sort of really interested in pursuing long-term. Yeah. So that could make for a really good story and a really good sort of overall overarching plan and so forth. Mm-hmm. But I think for the types of schools they're targeting, they're going to want to see a little bit more in terms of what they've done to mitigate that um, GPA. Yeah, I I agree. Um, So one thing I notice is, you know, 730 is kind of near the average for some of these schools on their target list. It's above for a couple, but it's it's also right on the average for others. And I I was thinking, wow, when you have a low GPA, it'd be nice to have a, a kind of GMAT that's even on the other side of the, you know, that's kind of above and beyond. Um, and so 730 is great, but with the 25, it, it sort of comes down a bit. I have heard more than one admissions officer tell me that the four years of study is a better measure in their mind than just a three-hour test, right? So there, there is that um, as well as you were pointing out. And then, yeah, I just wanted to better understand what happened in undergrad and how it relates to their goals. Because they mentioned they have these long-term goals, like you say, in mental health. Um, but that's not coming out in the entry here besides them saying that. So I'm kind of wondering where do they go? How do they go to Bay and BCG McKinsey or Apple or Google and then weave in that sort of mental health thing? So um, the other thing is it sounds like they have some community service or, you know, professional development type, type activities. Hopefully they, you know, do some other things too. Um, but let's assume, let's give them the benefit of the doubt that that part of their profile is probably okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is, I agree. If they were to take business fundamentals or MBA math, that would help. The thing is, is that we're kind of down to the wire, but who knows? I mean, they could always uh, indicate to the schools or send send scores and results afterwards, which we see many candidates do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's the case. If they haven't thought to do that, they should sign up now, write it in the optional essay that they're doing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, articulate to the adcom their plan because they've got all the prerequisites to apply because sometimes people might listen to us talking about this idea of let's say retaking a GMAT Mm -hmm. a little bit after a deadline or or doing something like MBA math a little bit after the deadline it's like well surely you've got to do all that before the application deadline and in a lot of cases yes you do yeah to make sure your application is complete but once your application is complete adcom some adcom are pretty flexible in terms of taking additional um, additional data points after um, the, the submission deadline. Right. Um, so, so that's usually my sort of philosophy with, with you know, try to get it in within a, a month of the deadline and before interview invite decisions are finalized. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's see how things turn out for them. Um, you know, obviously they're probably getting these apps in as we speak, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, this advice, even if it's after the fact, you know, helps them to kind of make make some adjustments and keep admissions committees um, abreast of those changes. Uh, let's move on though and talk about Wiretaps candidate number two. So our second candidate this week that you've picked, Alex, is has six schools on the target list, and they also want to start this coming fall. The schools they're applying to are Columbia, Harvard, Kellogg, Chicago, Wharton, and Yale. Um, this person uh, was a chemical engineer before 
business school and still is, I guess, a chemical engineer, and they want to get into consulting. And they have a lot of the usual suspects, Bain, BCG, McKinsey, also Deloitte um, on the list. They have a 720 on the GMAT and a 3.67 undergraduate GPA. They've been working for about five years. They're located in Alabama in the US. And they mentioned that they actually transferred schools during undergraduate due to some family issues. And they said that their undergraduate GPA rose significantly and they were able to graduate cum laude, although they say it's from an unknown university. So we'll take just mention that. Um, Alex, what do you make of this? Because here's someone a bit more balanced, right? The, the GMAT 720, the GPA 367, you know, sounds like pretty interesting work experience. I mean, but more technical probably. Um, but what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, I think if a 367 GPA um, is as an overall GPA, or at least it's the GPA at the second school that they attended, yeah. in chemical engineering, right, right. you know, I, I think that's got to tell, tell me that they're pretty, pretty smart, right? I mean, chemical engineering is not an easy um, degree um, to complete, as we've talked about mm-hmm. um, and on several occasions. 720 GMAT, again, is, is a strong, strong score. Uh, you would argue it's still below average from some of the schools that they're targeting, but but nevertheless, it's still um, a strong score. Sure. Um, so so you know they they transferred schools during undergrad um, due to family issues, which again is is perfectly fine. Um, but it would be interesting to note what the GPAs were before the transfer and what the overall yeah. GPA would be when you mix it all together. Because Adcom should be able to look at that, right? Right. Um, right. They, they're still going to be interested in what happened in that first and second year or whenever they they um, did make make that transition. Um, but I think it's safe to say this this candidate's smart enough to be successful academically in these top programs that they're targeting. So the, 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 the deeper point will be the quality of that experience that they've had um, and, and sort of their leadership, their, 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 their various sort of you know, impact and growth that we talk about. That's going to be really, really important because I'm getting the sense that because of COVID and also their transitions and movement, they haven't had a lot of outside of work activity involvement mm-hmm. to help them further stand out. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, that makes me a little bit sort of, you know, queasy in terms of, you know, are they really an outstanding candidate for, effectively they're targeting M7 plus Yale, right? Yeah. Um, so so they're, they're aiming quite high. And INSEAD, um, but, you know, still... Yeah, INSEAD, which is yeah, the best yeah, program yeah. outside of the U.S. Um, right. Um, actually, they're not targeting INSEAD. Oh, no, oh, sorry, um, that, that pre- was the previous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is all M7, yeah, you're right, pre- plus Yale. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, so, so they're, they're aiming quite high, which made me think, you know, Ross, Fuqua, these are very, very good programs just in that next tier right. that might well be a good sort of um, um, addition for them to consider mm-hmm. um, and, and, and so forth. But, but yeah, overall... If, if they show real quality at work, I think they're going to be in great shape. But that's a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think that one of the things I thought of is just, yeah, aiming pretty high. Yeah. And, you know, the numbers are fine, but I had that doubt like you. Like, so, okay, three, six, seven, but that's just from the graduating institution. How? And they said if, if they mix it all together, it gets lower, but they didn't say how low, right? So, yeah. you know, are they suddenly at a three, one or something? <laughs> you know, that would be a different story. Um, 
And yeah, they're targeting the best of the best, right? So I absolutely think that casting a slightly wider net might be in order here. We don't really know much about their work experience. I mean, they're, you know, chemical engineer, but we don't have a lot of other details. So right. yeah, um, I think, you know, it does sound like the job is interesting. Like they've moved around a bit for the job. I'm getting a sense because they mentioned relocations and stuff. So, so I'm sure that it's probably good, but we don't just don't have enough data. So yeah. in any event, I, I think, yeah, if they were to cast a slightly wider net, I'd feel more comfortable. I, I, I do worry about, you know, just getting shut out basically. So they need to, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully they, <laughs> um, took that advice that, cause I know you did mention Ross and Fuqua on the entry on the website. So hopefully they take that to heart. Yeah. 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 I mean, hopefully, I mean, the other thing we don't know is their hobbies and interests, right? So they say that they've not been really involved in sort of, um, activities and that, but maybe there's other stuff that they're doing that's super interesting or whatever, um, that they're particularly passionate about that helps balance out the geeky engineering stuff that they do at work. Um, and, and that could help elevate their overall profile. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just a little bit nervous. Maybe um, um, Ross and Fuqua is, is a good complement to what the schools are already targeting. Um, but maybe I, they don't need that because they do actually have real quality work experience as well as interesting um, hobbies yeah. and, 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 and interests. Yeah, possible. Yeah. Um, well, I want to thank them for sharing their profile. Uh, let's move on and talk about our last candidate. So this is Wiretap's candidate number three. So this one is a, a decision wire entry that you picked, Alex. We did have like a flurry of entries come in and, and you know, this is an undecided candidate who applied to Columbia, Duke, Michigan, Kellogg, Stern, and Darden. And uh, they got into, it looks like they got in everywhere except Michigan, it seems like. Yeah, they got into Columbia. They got into Duke with a scholarship of um, $60,000. They got into Kellogg, um, no money. Um, I guess Columbia wouldn't have told them yet if they had money. So that's a kind of for now, nothing. Uh, Stern gave them 50 grand as a scholarship. And then Darden admitted them, but with, without a scholarship. So they're sort of... Um, you know, mulling this all over. They're going to start school next fall. Uh, for those of you who are curious, this person wants to do consulting, ideally kind of mixed in with maybe pharma. So they have, you know, Bain and McKinsey, but they're also looking at J&J, &J, Merck, Novartis, and Pfizer. Uh, they had a 328 on the GRE and a 3.9 GPA. And they mentioned in the note, I'm currently deciding between Kellogg and Columbia. Post-MBA goal is to pursue either a leadership development program in the pharma space or internal strategy consulting role. Geographically, my preference is East Coast, such as New York, Philly, Boston, or DC. I'm also applying to Wharton and Sloan in round two. Any thoughts? So Alex, this is a really interesting one because of the layering with round two potential. Um, but let's just take, let's start with the offers that they have. So what, what do you make of the fact that they've already said, oh, I'm just looking at Columbia and Kellogg, even though, you know, they got into some other schools too. Yeah. They seem to have prioritized, um, Columbia and Kellogg, um, in terms of at the top of their current set of options. Um, and, and it seems to me like it's, you know, Kellogg is, is potentially a better fit for them. Um, and has that sort of a little bit more of a focus um, potentially on, on healthcare pharma. Mm -hmm. um, and Columbia has the edge in terms of location, um, is, a, is a better location. They want to be on the East Coast. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be New York, but New York is, is mentioned first, Philadelphia, Boston. 
and DC. So, so that's the the, the uh, question right now. And I think if Colombia comes back and gives them a scholarship, which, as you rightly point out, I don't think they've made those decisions yet, um, then that will impact their calculus and probably push Colombia ahead. Um, but um, but but I do think um, Kellogg um, for for and, and, you know. Their, their personal preferences and so on and so forth tends to lean toward Kellogg. And I think that's important um, in terms of the fit aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so so if, if they came, if Columbia didn't come back with, with an award, um, I think in terms of their personal preferences, um, Kellogg would be a, 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 a good choice. I would really scrutinize the alumni base in some of their preferred cities for Kellogg and just make sure there's a, a critical mass of, of, of those in that sort of pharma um, sector. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also looking at potentially applying um, in, in round two. Well, I think they're, they're planning to apply in round two. Um, and Wharton and Sloan are the, their targets, which to me makes perfect sense, especially Wharton with its very strong healthcare focus. I think Wharton sits at the top of the tree with those looking at healthcare. Wharton, then Kellogg, potentially then Fuqua, um, and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so, and, and I know you're going to say, well, actually, Fuqua with money is, is quite a good option right now <laughs> because of their interest in, in pharma and healthcare. So they, they've got some great options, Graham. Um, I'm leaning towards Kellogg at this point. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty fantastic that they, they almost round the table. Yeah. They got some money at a couple of schools. They got into two M7s. And now they're kind of doubling down. They're going to try to get into some additional schools. I, I do agree with you that, you know, if they want to be on the East Coast and they're really interested in pharma, then Wharton's obviously a very good fit for that. Yeah. Uh, especially, I don't know if they've thought about this, but if they were to apply to the healthcare management um, major, which you have to apply and declare in advance, it's the only major at Wharton that you have to... Um, indicate in your application. So that, that would be the natural thing to do. Uh, other than that, yeah, Kellogg's a great school for pharma too. They want to land on the East Coast, but we saw, you know, we just talked about this last week in the employment report, Kellogg's placing a decent number of people on the East Coast too. They, they tend to almost like, it's, oh, it's almost like a third of the class ends up, you know, Midwest, a third East and a third West, right? It's, I mean, they kind of really divide things up. Although some of these numbers have been shifting a little bit of late, but. Yeah, but you know what that means, don't you, Graham? It means twice as many Columbia alums are on the East Coast than Kellogg. Right, alums. right. Yeah, no, so, that's the thing. So, I mean, I mean, that does make a difference, right? I mean, in terms of critical mass of interest in particular um, industries and so forth. Yeah. So if, if Columbia is probably, what, 80, 85% East Coast? I think they don't share that data, right? That's they right. Don't I don't think they do. But <laughs> the reason why they don't share it is they're probably 80, 85% East Coast, right? So, yeah. so, so that would be more than double um, Columbia. Right. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, they Columbia sends a lot of people to the East Coast. Uh, you know, as we were saying, they don't share that <laughs> statistic, but it's probably a big number, and that does count for something. So, yeah, it's, this is not an easy decision. No. I, I mean, if I were them, I would, you know, as I said, go, like, go to welcome weekends or admitted students events, whatever you call them, and in the meantime, see how things go with with Wharton and Sloan. Because um, that could change things too. Yeah, and and, and again, they, they might get money at Columbia, yeah. and that'll make the the conversation quite different. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. in any event, um, Alex, thanks for picking these out. 
uh, it was a little bit of a quieter week with the holidays, so we actually uh, managed to get through on time this week. <laughs> this week so are we going to get get through under thirty minutes, which is a record for us, Gray? Maybe, yeah, we might. Yeah. So in any event, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll gather again next week, um, and yeah, best of luck to everyone who's kind of in the throes of finalizing round two applications, and you know, obviously, again, happy New Year to everybody. I'm hoping that everyone's year is off to a great start. And Alex, yeah, I'll see you in one week's time. Yeah, brilliant. Stay safe, everyone. And- Happy New Year. Take care.